Michelle Constant on SAFM. One of the uh, the uh, rights that we have as South Africans, but in our Bill of Rights, is the right to clean water and the access to clean water. But that's uh, where we're going with water, not necessarily clean water, but understanding it in our next story. In South Africa's disadvantaged coastal communities, less than 16% of the youth have ever worn a mask and a snorkel before. And in fact, less than 36% can swim. So what happens when they get to snorkel and they get to see the ocean's beautiful wonders? We spoke yesterday about the fact that my octopus teacher has been nominated for an Oscar. And even when you look at that in the book Sea Change, you see this extraordinary world that we as South Africans have and should have access to. What happens when you put those kids in the water? Well, here's a taste. I'm feeling totally nervous today. I'm scared of the water. I've never snuggled before. Today, when I arrived, I felt a little nervous. It was the first time for me to snorkel. The lady spent more time with me. Now I know how to float. I've learned self-confidence today. What does that mean when you have the opportunity to go into the water, learn to float, snorkel, see what's underwater? On the line is Hanley Prinsloo. She's the founder of a not-for-profit organization called I Am Water. And the project has been chosen to take part in a global initiative with Sports Foundation Beyond Sport. Hanley, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. Hanley, I'm going to start with the fact that, in <laughs> fact, you are a renowned, uh, internationally renowned free diver. Someone said to me yesterday, what on earth is a free diver? So explain (laughs) to our listeners how this works. Absolutely. So free diving is a sport where you dive as deep as far or as long as possible underwater on one single breath of air. So it's instead of using scuba tanks or a lot of equipment, you just hold your breath to use the body's natural ability to go underwater. In competition, you measure meters and seconds, and I did that for quite a long time, trying to, and breaking records. But as a recreational sport, it's just exploration on one breath of air. So, Anli, then give us a taste. How long, how far, and in how many minutes (laughs) have you managed to do it when you've broken records? Back when I was competing, my deepest dive was 65 meters with no assistance. Um, I can hold my breath for over six minutes and I've swum 150 meters um, unassisted in a swimming pool underwater. So what kind of, uh, what do you have to do to your body? Because I imagine it's not just training, but it's like slowing your breath down, slowing your Mm. heart down. How does one, what do you have to do to make that happen? Freediving is an interesting sport in that it really uses the whole the whole person, so to speak. It's from your mental strength and mental calmness to your physical adaptation, teaching your muscles to not use as much oxygen as they would if you were, for example, a triathlete or a runner or something. And, um, and like you say, working on your breath work, but also a simple thing like your lung expansion, like making sure your lungs are bringing in as much oxygen as they can. So having really is a sport that works with the whole body and the mind. Okay, so you have a holistic life when it comes to water, and I think that makes a lot of sense when your organization is called I Am Water. What is it that you are actually doing with young people on the coastlines of South Africa? So for me, the impetus to start I Am Water came from 
having traveled around the world and dived in some of the most beautiful places around the world and coming home to South Africa, knowing that we have these over 2,000 kilometers of incredible coastline and that so few South Africans have access to their ocean. Access not that they can't go to the beach, but access in not knowing how to swim or not feeling safe or not having the opportunity to actually see beneath the waves. And we started I Am Water as a way to particularly engage children early on with the ocean in South Africa. So we work with young learners from coastal communities who are already living close to the sea, but for various reasons don't have access. So can't swim, transgenerational fears, parents who tell them that you shouldn't go, you know, so-and-so drowns. That's a great fear of the ocean in many coastal communities in South Africa. And we work directly with the schools where we bring the grade seven students from school for two days to the ocean. We work with workshops called Ocean Guardians Workshops that we've created that you run the children through a cycle of experiences from a breathing workshop where they get to connect with their breath and understand how to calm their heart rate down through their breathing to rocky shore exploration, a snorkel experience, a beach cleanup to understand how our actions impact the ocean. So it's really a full two days of both learning skills for themselves to access the ocean, but also understanding how they can be a part of the conservation of the sea. So what happens with uh, a lot of these kids? I mean, we heard them in the clip that we played earlier. They go in, they learn how to float, they get snorkels, they learn how to slow their breathing down, they learn how to do rocky shore engagement. After two days, what happens? Do they come back to you? Do they engage further? Do they start surfing, swimming more? What's the, 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 the outcome? So currently our focus has been with our partner schools offering these these two days to all their grade seven students so that we don't lose any of the kids who wouldn't normally be able to come to the beach. Often when you work with after school, for example, um, there's only certain kids who get to come. When you work with a whole grade seven class, you bring all of them to the beach. So at the moment, our focus has been to get all the grade sevens to experience these two days. And then moving forward, our coaches go back to the schools. We do follow-up talks in the schools. We connect with them on how their ocean guardianship is going. They receive this beautiful certificate at the end of the workshop that reminds them about their commitment to the ocean. And then we're launching an alumni program this year where we can connect the kids back to the sea and back to opportunities in the ocean field. What does it mean to become an ocean guardian for them? For them, it's really about understanding that the sea is their heritage as well. It's not something that belongs only to some. So first, it's that connection. First, it's the connection of understanding that the ocean is yours, it's a beautiful place, and you you have a right and an opportunity to appreciate it. And then from that, we ask them, what is your commitment to the sea? Well, and from what we've taught them around conservation, you know, some of them would say, I will be an ocean guardian by not littering. I will tell other people how beautiful the ocean is. I will help other people to understand the plastic problem. I will pick up trash in my community because I understand rivers run down to the sea. You know, it's, it's really what touches their heart during the two days that becomes their mandate for being an ocean guardian. So we give them tools and opportunities to feel that connection and then choose how they want to take care of the ocean. Hanli, let's uh, very briefly go into that experience of being in the water. You've described how you do it. You've described it as a free diver. You've described what uh, 
the young kids can learn as part of I Am Water because mm. the project is um, part of the uh, campaign Beyond Sport, which means that you use sport to access something else. What, yes. are, you, what are you accessing? So I really, truly believe that sports does have an opportunity for transformation. I mean, we've seen that, especially in our country, how we've seen sports bring the nation together, give opportunities to people who haven't had opportunities. And I think this campaign is really to to highlight how sports can be used as a force for good, that it's not just about personal achievement or team achievement, that it really is around how when we connect ourselves with our bodies and with our planet and in movement, that we unlock a whole new opportunity to connect with each other and the environment. And for us, as part of the Sports for Good campaign, it's really about seeing how sports can work in a way to combat climate change. Climate change is such a huge challenge in on our planet, and for our ocean in particular. It's the one challenge that can really destroy everything in the sea in one fell swoop. So we want to see how sports and connecting people to the ocean through snorkeling can also combat climate change. And it can, because everything we do that protects the sea and all our actions around how we impact the planet um, can affect this. And I think this is this is really the goal with the Beyond Sports campaign, that different organizations in different countries use sports for good in various ways. And in, in, in South Africa, snorkeling isn't something that many people would say could have a great impact. You know, we mm. immediately think of rugby or cricket or, you know, our, our bigger sports. And um, we're excited to see how we can raise awareness through this. I think anybody who has snorkeled in a rock pool and seen the mm. starfish and the sea anemones as they wave their little tentacles or who look up out of the water and see the oyster catchers running along the rocks with their red legs, you Absolutely. know, or finding pansy shells as they sort of walk along the edge of the water. Mm. Very briefly, just explain to us what, a, um, what, what, you've, what you've heard from some of the children. Oh, Michelle, it's the most heartwarming experience. You know, all years breaking records and traveling around the world, nothing is more rewarding than seeing these young eyes open underwater for the first time. You know, from I never thought this was a place for me to I was so afraid, now I feel I can do it. My most favorite is it felt like all my problems were so far away. And you think, why must an 11, 12-year-old feel like they have to escape from their problems? But that's the reality for a lot of children in our communities. And to create a safe space where they can be in nature and experience that. So that's something we hear often is that they find peace. That I've never felt so calm. Floating in the water, I felt peaceful. Floating in the water, I felt like I belonged. That's another one we hear a lot is that I belong. And we forget that we come from water. We all that come we made from up water. Of water. Yeah. And that we made up of water. Our bodies are 70% water. Our planet is 70% water. We spend nine months in water before we are born. We are water and we come from water. And I think this is just what we do with I Am Water is facilitate the ocean to do the work with the children. We are just the facilitators. And wilderness, the ocean, nature does the work. It's when we yeah. are in nature that we can become better versions of ourselves and become more whole. Hanley Prince-Lu, she's the founder of I Am Water, a not-for-profit organization. They are working with the Beyond Sport Foundation internationally, sport focusing on the environment, but focusing on young people.
I am far away from my problems when I am swimming and snorkeling. It is a thought to think of. 726.